What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time joining the show. Like I always say, welcome to the show. Please like, subscribe, leave a comment if you're on YouTube for the Al Go Rhythm. I appreciate it. Uh, we got a new uh, merch coming soon to you. Merch coming soon to you. But in the meantime, I'm on tour. Yo, you keep asking. I'm coming to your city. We're adding dates as we go. AndrewSantino.com. AndrewSantino.com. Uh, I'm going to be all over the map. I'm in San Francisco right now. If uh, you didn't get tickets, you didn't get tickets. But I'm in San Francisco right now all this weekend. Uh, then I'm going to be going to uh, Cancun with the Bad Friends a uh, little bit that we're doing down there for JFL. I'm going to be doing Columbus, Grand Rapids, Atlanta, Chicago, New York, uh, Albany, Washington, D.C., Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Dania, uh, whatever, Pittsburgh, uh, we're all over the map. Arizona for the New Year, Phoenix for the NYE, Portland and Seattle, and Philly. We added a show. Philly, we added a show. And Seattle and Portland, we added shows. We might add a third show in Seattle. Let's go, baby. I'm working on Canada, too. I know you're asking for it. AndrewSantino.com. Go get those tickets right now. Enough rambling uh, from me. Oh, I didn't even say it. Taylor Tomlinson is my guest today. Uh, very, uh, very, very funny. Very talented. Uh, go check out her specials on Netflix. She the best. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It's Taylor Tomlinson. Hello. 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 <laughs> First timer. We barely know each other. Hardly at all. Not Almost not at all. This is the second conversation we've ever had, I think. Yeah, this is two. Yeah, yeah. we don't. But the candidness is going to be good because I want to learn more about you. I know you from a distance um, and through mutual people that we know. Right. Um, yeah, it's weird how much you know about everyone, like, peripherally. Yeah. You know, where it's like, I'm like, oh, I've never met Santino, I don't think. And like, but you call him Santino. I'm like, well, doesn't everybody? Like, Everyone I don't does. know. Like, yeah. I'm like, he has a kid, right? They're like, how'd you know he has a kid? I'm like, my fucking, we're I don't, just all I, out here. I don't have a kid. You don't have a kid? Mm, we See, don't, I don't know. But we, we don't know. Maybe I do. <laughs> I'm leaving it kind of a mystery at this point. <laughs> do you not have a kid? I don't have a kid. I thought you had a kid. But people think I do because I think I started the rumor that Did I- Did you start a rumor that you had a kid? Yeah. What, for relatability or- No, just so I could leave shows early. That's- Hysterical. Or if I'm like, I gotta go, and they're like, family? I'm like, family at the house. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Family at the house. Maybe that's what it is. Did someone have a baby? Who I mean, am I, I mean, mixing you up with? Mm, who had a baby recently? Comic-wise? Yeah. Did anyone have a baby? I mean, Brady Matthews, do you know him? He moved to Vegas, had a baby. Do you remember him, no, or do you know? I don't know Brady. You probably weren't. He, start, he was around here. He started here a while ago. Who else just had a baby? Yeah. I mean, a lot of... You're married, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Is that okay? <laughs> that's like in the business. Like, tell me if that's if that's not okay. Is that I'll, not all right? Because I'll change it. Should I not? Uh, maybe I just assumed you had a kid because you were married. Mm. And I've always kind of looked old. People are like, I'm 38, but people are like, are you 50? No, really? I've I think always you looked look 38. Old. Exactly. I have, I have makeup on. Do you? Mm -hmm. Oh, because you were filming. I was shooting. Oh, So this okay. looks, I look a little bit younger with makeup on. Okay. I have an old catcher's mid face. I truly have never, you're a Midwest kid. No, I'm are, in California. Are you? People think I'm from the Midwest. This is this is great. This is a great opening, by the yeah. way. Where I'm like, you have a kid, and you're like, no, no. And I'm, you're like, you're from the Midwest. You're from I'm Michigan? Like, nope. <laughs> Wait, where in California? 
Uh, I grew up in like Modesto, Stockton until I was like 10. I know. And then I was in Temecula from like 10 to 20. I know. But very different. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Stockton, Modesto is like, we moved as the Lacey Peterson posters were going up. Wow. Like we moved, still didn't know where she was or who did it. And then we found out and we were in a way better school district. (laughs) That's why, that's why anybody moves. So like, we need to get this kid in a place where Murder might not be happening and schools are a little bit better. Right. Exactly. Maybe. People that don't know, Modesto, uh, like farm kind of, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Like farmy California. Agricultural. Yeah. Well, that's a smart guy area. way to say it. <laughs> Where'd you go to college? Uh, I went to Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo for a quarter and then there was nowhere to do stand up. So I transferred back home to a community college that I commuted to from Temecula that was in between, that was in San Marcos. So it was in between Temecula and San Diego. And I started doing uh, shows in San Diego. San Diego. So yeah. did you do the store down there or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I would just have to wait outside because I wasn't 21. Because I went to college. I graduated high school when I was 17. And then I turned 18 like midway through the s- semester, quarter, whatever. Um, I didn't finish, obviously. Yeah, I could tell. And uh, <laughs> and I like had never been to a comedy club show, and I think I like I went to see one at the Ice House right when I turned eighteen, and I was like, oh, you're supposed to do it here because I started doing stand up in high school, but I was doing it in like churches and schools and coffee shops and killing the churches, though. just crashing, Ruck- wrecking the church market. <laughs> Look, uh, you've obviously done significantly well for yourself i mean you built something that's incredible being i mean as young as you are with as, as successful as you are it's attributed to something and obviously you must have started young if you were that good that fast and didn't start young it'd be you would be dave Chappelle. but didn't dave Chappelle start when he was like 18 16? yeah 16 18 but he yeah. got famous like that he, oh yeah it's kind of like when he was 19 they were like this guy's famous. Wow, yeah. It, I feel like that was so fast for that guy. It was like, it was, and we don't mention him, by the way. We shouldn't be talking about him right now. Right, right. Because this is, podcast is sponsored by Netflix. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not Dave Chappelle. I'm not, I'm not a genius. No, you're you're better than Dave Chappelle. Thank you. I didn't want to say it. The polls are in. I'm glad you said it. Yeah. Because I can't say it. Well, I've been told not to say it. And this is kind of a conflict of interest. I'm the editor-in-chief of Stand Up Magazine, and we voted you better than Dave Chappelle this month. You did, but you couldn't run it. We don't. Well, no, we can't run it. Right. But it, but the vote did. It counts. It counts. We can't run it because it's a magazine. Nobody knows <laughs> <laughs> buying magazines. There's no ink. It's we can't hard. run it. Yeah. China. ink shortage. China. Ink, <laughs> chips, and ink. They've got it all, really. No, but genuinely, you, I, I've always been imp- impressed by you from afar. We really, are sh- really though. Yeah, for real. Or are you like, who the fuck is that? No, honestly, no, 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 no. I because uh, I understand both. I totally understand when people are like, what? Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll tell you the truth. I, I, I don't. We don't know. We told. We said it out front. I don't know you. We don't know each other. No. We have friends in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good. You know, people. Good connections of people. Um. And I just saw you kind of from, it's, people don't understand stand-up, we all kind of have these like different darting paths. And a lot of times you link and, it, and you keep growing together. Or sometimes you're just on your own little thing. And I've always kind of been on my own thing. I, di- I have had groups of people that have come and gone. But now at my age range, it's weird. It's a lot of people are extremely successful mm. or they're in a different, totally different place. And 
my class kind of broke up or whatever you want to call that. Right. And so like when I saw you starting to kind of enter my sight lines of knowing who you were, I thought you were very talented. I thought you were really good. And then I saw your, your kind of progression, which was, you know, fast is not the right word, but I'm not smart enough to put out another one, but it was, it was, it was quick. Your, your, your growth ratio was quick. Yeah, it, it was, was great. It was lucky. It was it was fast. No, don't say that word. <laughs> I don't believe in luck. I got I get talked about. You don't about, believe in luck? I don't. I talked to someone about that today. The word luck I think is yucky. Luck really? is a do, luck luck is a dollar on the sidewalk. Yeah. Or, or a 20. That's luck. Okay. <clears throat> what you did was not luck. It has nothing to do with no, luck. No, no, no. It's not entirely luck, but there's a degree of luck no. in all of this. No. Are you serious? Yeah, luck is blind accidents. Luck is like, luck has to be no output of your own influence. I'm it. talking about a drop of luck. I mean, a, a little Where tincture. Is it? Where is a it? A tincture of luck. Oh, there? Yeah. <laughs> no, your, 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 your hard work, your talent, your natural ability, and your drive are a culmination of where you are now, right? I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you haven't been blessed with timing and talent and ability. What is the difference between blessed and luck? Because because bl you're blessed with talent, but you can either do something with it or not. Right. Luck is guy plays lottery, guy wins lottery. There's zero influence. To me, it's like this. Um, in blackjack, mm -hmm. you there is an ability, there is a skill level you must have to play. Mm -hmm. you, you have to know cards and count cards. Roulette is blind luck. You have zero influence on anything. You can guess numbers, but some guy might say, well, dude, the way you guess numbers is strategy. It's like, mm, it's a ball and a wheel. You're going four? That's all you're doing. Right. But that's pure luck. It's it's a, like an accident. There is a strategy, I'm sure, gambler, people on here are like, this guy knows nothing about roulette. <laughs> but I mean, it, you have so much, your skill set, your ability, your output, it's a testament to where you are. So I just don't think luck is real in what you've built. I don't believe that. Okay. I have I mean, to stick that out. All right. Agree to disagree. You're too good for luck. Sorry. I, I think you can be lucky and really good. I think you can be both things. It's not trying to diminish my hard work and whatnot. But, mm. you know, I think that's that's one of the most important things to remember about this business is like there is always somebody who's worse than you and better than you. There's always somebody who has the exact same amount of talent mm. and work ethic and whatever the hell else you need to have that for whatever reason didn't get what you got that put you where you are. Like, Why do you think I mean? it is? Why do I think what? Why do you think that someone who has equal talent and ability and work, then why do you think it's you? Do you think that's your luck thing? I think maybe it's, there's some luck in there, right? Mm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know everything about their life, and really I'm just like, oh, well, but you're, I am secretly way better and more deserving and See? blessed by the Lord Almighty, our now, God. Now it's going to your head. <laughs> now you know. Were you a religious kid? when you, Yeah. You were. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, And I know you, but... You don't start doing stand-up in churches just... Well, on a whim, just you like... Know, you might not, but I mean, you might just be using the opportunity, you know? Right. Your parents could be like, we're... But I'm saying, like, are you still religious? No. No, no, no. Right, see, that's what I'm saying. You got rid of it. You learned. You scratched yeah. it off. Yeah, I scratched it off like a scab. You have to, right? I squeezed it out like the puss it was. <laughs> that church is like a <laughs> Religion is a little thing you pick at until you get big enough where you can rip it right off your it skin. It kind of is. Yeah. Religion kind of is like a scab. That's actually... It, it is. This was a bit, and now I'm like, I'm gonna use that. Take it. In the future, when Take I talk it. to other religious kids, Take go, it. you know what religion is? It's kind of like a scab. And they're going to go, what? And I, I know. I came up with that. That was me. And how did you get the scab? Uh, your parents hit you That's enough. Right. 
until you were bleeding and then it scabbed over and they were like, that's suffering and God gave you that. And you're like, oh, okay. This is the bit. <laughs> I said this I said this, and people got mad, but I, I said that people, Pete Holmes and I were talking about this, that very, very, there's a lot of different kinds. of My parents were religious. I was raised around all that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different kinds of religion, but I think really, really poor and remarkably rich, like shockingly mm. rich, have the same kind of religion. Where like yeah. people in the middle sometimes are like, I'm busy, I can't be religious. Right, yeah. I have like like jobs, I have soccer, uh-huh. hockey, I gotta pick her up from her thing. I think it's funny because when you're really poor, you want hope. And mm. if you're really rich, you find religion because you need answers. That you're mm. like, what am I, why am I, where am I going? What's my direction? Right, and we can't all start a squid game. Oh, shit, shit. What would you, would you have failed? Would I have failed Squid Game? Yeah. Oh, 100%. I would have been like, day one, we're all going to end the game, right? Like, yeah. we're all, this is crazy. I mean, I wouldn't be in there in the first place because I don't gamble or anything. But I'm, what if? But what if? But if I had, you know, if I had an issue. Did you like Squid Game? Spoiler alert. If yeah. You watch Squid and if game. you haven't seen it, you know, your fault? Yeah. I feel just, like at this point. You know, die, I guess. <laughs> um, Play Squid Game? Squid Game yourself? Uh-huh. I think I think I liked it. It was a long, it was a long, mm-hmm. I was like a flying back and forth. Where was I going? I was in, Bo- I was going to Boston. Anyway, I was on flight. Yeah, I was going to Boston and I watched a chunk of episodes. And then when I thought I was done, I was like, this isn't done. I thought this was a done, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, I was on six and I was like, no, I, this has got to be done by now. It yeah. just drug on a little bit. There was a lot of ancillary character stories that I was like, what is that? What is that, dude? Yeah. But it was really, I mean, it was unique. I, I really thought it was. I thought it was original. I just think that uh, it's a really sad look at what people will do for money. Yeah. And, it, and by the way, so many people would do that. If it oh, was real, so many, so many people, people would do, do that. it. Yeah. I would have died on the, um, I already know when I saw it, I already died on the picking the item out of a cookie, you know, out of the sugar. Like carving, oh, you have to carve the symbol out of the sugar. You think that would have gotten you? Yeah. Wow. My anxiety. When you saw the shapes and you didn't know what it was, what, what shape were you like? That would have been my shape. Umbrella. You would have picked Umbrella? Yeah, because I thought the shapes were representative of like a, an item you were going to get oh, to use in a game. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What did you pick? I think I would have picked... Don't say square. I wouldn't have picked square. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I would have picked... I think I think I would have picked the the circle, but only because that seemed to be the, the beekeeper guys in charge uh, had the circle on oh, their face. Oh, smart. So... Sees, idiot. The umbrella. <laughs> hardest one. Give me the one with a lot of points on it. I just know I would have failed. Even if I had a circle, uh, uh, even if I had the circle or the triangle. Yeah. I know my anxiety would, those are the things I would have failed on. Yeah. I wouldn't have failed on like um, red light, green light. I would have crushed. Oh, crushed red light. Crushed. Green. Although, if you didn't know what was going on, yeah. I would have definitely been one of those people who flipped out and yeah. just ran for the door. <laughs> yeah. Like when I saw those people <laughs> piling up, and everyone else is just standing there. And at first you're like, well, I would have just stood there because I listened to directions. No, you wouldn't. No, you'd, you'd run. You'd be running for mm-hmm. your life. I know me. I would put, I would go down to the ground and pretend to be dead for sure. Oh, yeah. For that's sure. the move. Right away. Pretend that's to be dead. Move. I also, uh, I got it. Like, I got, I got soaked into the idea of like, I can't like these characters too much because I know they're all going to die. I kept thinking that the whole time. Yeah. Like, I knew they were going to. I was like, I know everyone's dead. I yeah. just, in my mind, I was like, this is really sad because I'm rooting for some of these things. But you're like, that guy's going to die. Yeah. For sure. I think there was an overwhelming number 
of women in there, and I think women would be too smart to do that also. Yeah. It should have been all dudes. They did a good job, though, of, of, you know, with those two younger girls kind of illustrating why they were in there. And, like, one of them was like, I don't have any other... Yeah. I have nothing to go back to. And the other girl wanting to get her brother and her family back together. Like, I thought that all made sense. It was sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool moment. Those That scene with those two was cool. They could have... That's what I mean. They could have expanded on their story, but they didn't. And so I was like, well, why are we telling so many weird small stories and then not paying attention to others? It's like it went too long and still didn't cover the stuff you wanted them to cover. Like, all the stuff with, like, the cop and his brother running mm-hmm. the game. I was like, well, this is going to be great. Like, this is what's going to happen. And nothing. Nothing. We get nothing with that. so annoyed. So annoying. On the hill together, I'm like, this has got to be a big apex to a new ending of a story. And it's over. So crazy to me. I thought that what was going to happen is, because they they gave it to us where he's like, oh, the brother won five years ago. And you're like, oh, shit. And so I thought it was going to be a thing where, like, he won the game, but it fucked him up so bad that he, like, couldn't live back in normal society anymore. So that's why he's living in that tiny little shoebox fucking cell, like closet cell that his brother went to find his stuff. And so he realizes the only place that still makes sense to him is the game. So he goes back to run the game. And also it makes him feel less guilty about killing all the people he killed because he's watching other people do the same thing. And he's like, we're all just the same at the fucking core. And none of that happened. Instead, it was just like, (laughs) yeah, he killed his brother. And uh, he still works at the game, as far as we know. It was. Would you, tug of war? How would you have uh, fared with that? I mean, tug of war, like. Tough. The way they did it was so good with the strategy and whatnot because I, I wouldn't have mm, I picked just, up on any of that. I just pull it. In fact, yeah. a piece of me, a piece of me thinks uh, I would have, I would have immediately been the guy at the back because I was like, I just want to, I want to die last. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. want. I just want to die last. Like, please just let me die last. Yeah. Because I know if it's over, it's over. I don't want to be the first splat. Yeah. I don't want to be that. Because I, there might be hope that you might grab something or whatever, and you know, Fast and Furious your way down there and grab onto a pole and swing to another. You're dead, but still, yeah. it was. Look, it was a great. It was great to watch on a plane. Yes, anything that kills time on a plane, great show. I know. Are me. you on? Are you on tour right now? Yeah, it's it's fun, but it's also. I mean, people don't understand that, like the hour or two hours a night that you're like indulging on stage. You're like, it's the greatest time of my life. Yeah. And then all the other shit, you're like, that's what, you feel like you're like, they're paying me to go lose a bag. Yep. To wait for a car, to go sit in traffic, to go to the airport, to go to a hotel. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. Unfortunately. And people don't understand that like, it's the best. You're like, it can be. It can also be sitting in, you know, airport with delayed flights, missing stuff and having to reschedule and move shit. And my favorite moment um, with people who are not comedians in my life. I have a few. And why? Be, look, I keep them around in case <laughs> I need to post a heartfelt post right. going like, see, my friend's a doctor. Right. But I, the friends that I have or family members or whoever that don't travel a lot, I love when they text me after they've been on a trip and go, I don't know how you do this every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the best. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, but thank but thank you for recognizing. Thank you. I am a hero. Yeah. Well, you fly you're flying planes now is what I've heard. You're uh mm-hmm. you're I'm not Sully. You are. I'm landing them on the water. They're like, "Land it on the- we can land on the landing strip." I'm like, mm, "That's not what heroes do." 
that landing strip, rookie shit. Watch this. In here, we pour whiskey. Hey, I've spoken a lot on this show about mental health and mental health awareness. I myself uh, suffer from anxiety and depression. I've talked about it openly, and I think a lot of people uh, talk about it uh, with uh, their loved ones, but they don't really want to do anything about it. And I'm going to tell you, BetterHelp helps. BetterHelp is great. Uh, they assess your needs and they match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can communicate in under 48 hours, and it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. We've spoken pretty candidly on this show about this service, and I do believe in you know because you can log into your account from anywhere at any time um, and you don't got to sit in some uncomfortable waiting room and traditional therapy is kind of awkward and uncomfortable this is at the comfort of your own home makes you feel secure you can wrap up in a little blanket you can sit on your couch you could be on your patio you could be in your garage you could be anywhere don't take a drive I wouldn't be on your phone while you're driving but pull over park and uh, use BetterHelp if uh, you feel like it could help you it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling it's a little bit cheaper which is great because it can get very pricey uh, and they have a broad range of expertise. And I got to tell you, they're going to help you if you want the help. And I think you should. You can read their testimonials. Go to betterhelp.com slash reviews. Uh, and then go to uh, betterhelp.com slash whiskey. That's better, H-E-L-P, uh, com slash whiskey. Join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of the mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using this. They're uh, recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Whiskey Ginger listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash whiskey. 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash whiskey. Hey, when the moment for intimacy arrives, you got to be ready. You got to be Roman ready. Your rocket's got to be ready to fly. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or you're just getting started, having that confidence comes from preparation. It uh, means you're free to enjoy the moment and not be in your head spinning around thinking about all those elements that you don't need to be thinking about. Uh, let me tell you something. Erectile dysfunction is extremely common, all right? 52% of guys age 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction. So the young bloods out there, I know you're pumping smooth, but the pipes are going to get clogged a little bit as you get older. Huh? It's not going to be so easy. Uh, ED is more common than you think. And uh, I got to tell you, it affects so many people, so many different kinds of people. And it doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't decide uh, based on uh, what you do for a living or how tall you are. It doesn't matter. Uh, their system is completely confidential and totally discreet. No big logos or labels on the packages. It's discreet, comes to your door. You get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of your own home. Don't leave your house. We've talked about this. U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And a medication is appropriate. They're going to ship to you for free. Ain't no such thing as a free lunch, but there is some free roaming uh, for free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, discreet. Getting started is easy. Go to getroman.com slash whiskey. Getroman.com slash whiskey. Complete the online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving the comfort of your own home. Uh, and this is through a U.S. licensed professional. So, hey, come on. Let's go. Uh, get your rocket running. Go to getroman.com slash whiskey today. And if you're prescribed, you'll get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall. Get Roman ready. Getroman.com slash whiskey. Ginger. I like gingers. Do you ever get freaked out when you're traveling? Like on planes or what? Yeah. Freaked out in what way? Like you ever think like, I don't want to die going on this oh, trip. Oh, yeah. Of course. I think that everywhere. But I, I've gotten over it a little bit. The sauce helps. Booze helps. Does it help? I always have one at the airport or like, mm -hmm. I mean, unless it's, you know, I'm not Burke Crusher. I'm not drinking at 4 a.m., 4 5 a.m. for early flight. But I will, uh, shots fired. But I will, <laughs> but I will have like one just to go to sleep if it's a long flight. Mm -hmm. And it just helps get rid of all the... You're scared of flying. No, I just, I'm, I just, the anxiety and the buildup of traveling gets me sometimes. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I got all this. I'm just thinking about so many things. It's hard for me to like get on a plane and not think about all sorts of bullshit. 
Not yeah. the plane going down. It's all the other stuff. The travel, the coordination, what's next on the tour, promoting the tour, da, da, da. Like all that stuff keeps coming to my mind and coordinating in this show and coming back and doing this and then whatever I'm shooting. It just, I don't know. My, I can't turn my brain off, but if I have a little bit of whiskey and go to bed, it's like, great, I just get to wake up in Tulsa or where wherever I'm wherever I'm ending up. Yeah. But it is, um, but it's good to see, honestly, going back to what I said, I don't, I wasn't familiar with you until I familiarized myself with you. And um, I saw your stuff on Netflix and I liked none of it. I said, this is crap. <laughs> this is poop crap is what yeah. I said. Uh-huh. But honestly- Spoken like it, a man who should have a kid. That's this exactly. Is poop this is crap. poop crap, kid. <laughs> but it's but it's great to, I, it was great to see from afar, going back to what I was talking about. It was cool to see because I didn't know you, but I was like, oh, she seems to work hard and she's funny. So you're kind of like happy for people in that regard where you're like, oh, she's funny. She works hard. She's good. That's nice. If people that you don't know. Because it's yeah. hard when people you don't know, you're like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I have no connection to so many people that if you're cool and you work hard, I don't really give a shit. Yeah. I'm like, great. That's great. You're, you're killing it. Yeah. And I think it's such a segmented community anyway. Yeah. But not everybody feels that way. I feel the same way where I'm kind of like, man, it's so hard to get to all these different levels. And if you got there and you're nice and yeah. you're cool, like, fine. That's fine. Yeah, but you never, like, did you think I was mean before you met me? No. I didn't know anything about you. I thought you had a fucking kid. Yeah, I thought you, you were a dad. Yeah. So now I actually, I my opinion, I have a lesser opinion of you now that I know you don't we have, have a kid. I have a kid. I have three. <laughs> I need to have kids to get validated. <laughs> I have kids. No, I think, I think you and I have, like, been on a lot of, like, Laugh Factory and improv lineups over mm -hmm. the years. And so you just, like, get used to seeing people's names. But, like, Never right after each other. Mm -mm. You're always like coming in going like, oh yeah, this that guy who crushes, all right. Like Yeah. That's come, all we it both is. come and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you were on that show. Yeah. That I I watched a few episodes of that was good. The you, you dying did. up here. You I did. really did. You did. I really did. You didn't. Because the first episode, he fucking steps in front of a bus and everyone was yeah. like, that's what it's like. Like that was a real <laughs> angsty <laughs> moment for everybody. <laughs> By the way, the truth the truth was he jumped off the roof, which oh, was did even he? more annoying. Oh, yeah, did you ever hear this story? The guy that jumped off the Andes. It used to be called the the Riot Hyatt. Oh, my God. That building us to the comedy store. A guy, I'm blanking on his name. The story was, he didn't do The Tonight Show. That was a totally different, that was a made-up thing. But there was a guy who killed himself, and that was kind of an homage a little bit to the guy that killed himself at the comedy store. He jumped off the Andes roof, and he had a, when it was the Hyatt, and he had a note in his pocket, and it just said, I used to work at the comedy store. That a little daunting. Yeah. That's like the most daunting. Ugh. I mean, that was his credits, though. Yeah. It was all. No HBO. No Tonight Show. I used to work at the comedy store. Yeah. But he put it in his little jacket pocket, and I think that was really creepy. But that was kind of what that was about. Um, and the show was interesting. I don't know. It was hard because it was also like, I knew the criticism from stand-up was so extreme. Mm. That people in stand-up were going to be like, a show about stand-up? I'll give my two cents. And so I just... Right. It was tough. It's a tough thing to do because you're like, I have fucking no control. I'm just a, I'm a puppet in a costume. Right. But all I, all I really heard about that is that like, you're like, Andrew Santino's a really good actor. Like, I feel like that was a lot of people's review of that That's show. Nice. That's not, I mean, the critics are opposite. It was, oh, really? It's, well, I think it's also because I don't, uh, I'm not really good at that game. Like, are you like in the Acting or just no, being an actor? Just being in the game and like yeah. playing with and being like really present for press and stuff like it's no good i'm not good at it yeah i just don't like it yeah because we do this and comedy and you're like i don't know that's fucking 
I don't know. I, it, it, it's, it's difficult. Do you Was like it, being on set? Do you like that? No. Yeah. No. I like shooting. Uh-huh. I like, it's like stage. It's like I like shooting, and then when you're done, you're like, I want to go back to the green room. Yeah. I don't want to. Like, do you want to be TV shit? No. Movie shit? I mean, here's the thing. I've had, like, TV stuff in development over the years, and none of it went, obviously. And every time I've done it, I've enjoyed the process of writing it, and when it really came down to it, where we were like waiting to see if we were gonna make it, I was like, I don't know if I want to actually do this. Mm. Like, I when you really think about like what your day to day would be like, because like, you know, I did a show with uh, Fred Savage that was barely acting for me, honestly, and uh, it was very fun, and everyone was very cool, and I still was like very uncomfortable, and there yeah. were really long days, and I was like, I'm waiting in this room for like five hours. Like, it's fun to go out there and shoot it, but, like, and I was like, this is the best case scenario where you like everyone you're working with, you think the show idea is funny, you know, you have, like, a lot of creative control, like, you don't have to say anything that you don't want right. to say. I'm like, this could not get any better. I have no complaints, and it's still, like, not my favorite. It's still not better than stand-up no. or being on the road, and so that made me appreciate being on the road after, like, going to set at 7 a.m. for five days a week for a while. I was like, I don't think I like this. And, uh, yeah, now if I'm like, I'm like, if I'm going to do TV or whatever, like, I just, I want it to be a thing I made. Yeah. You know? I totally get that. That It's hard. It's hard to, it's hard too, because I, yeah, I want to do that as well. But it is like sometimes you're doing other stuff and you're like, well, I do want to be a part of things with people that I like. Mm -hmm. But it is hard when you don't have control because you're like, I don't know how they're going to put this together. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's, you know, but that's why I drink. <laughs> that's it. Wait, you told me before the show, you've never had whiskey. I've never had whiskey, no. I'm not going to make you do it now, obviously. I mean, I mean, I'll try it if you want me to. I have water here. But Wait, you really will? I'll try it. Sure. You've never in your life? No. Shit. I've, I've, try I've tried alcohol. Yeah, but never whiskey. Not whiskey. Bourbon. Why I don't it think so. How about, the, how about should this? Should I text Sam and ask? Because maybe I have. I don't think I have. Yeah. This is one. There's one that's going to... Do you... It's sweet. I'll give you one that's like a sweeter one. This is Screwball... It's peanut butter flavored. So it's not like, oh. unless you want like boss wit, real stuff. Do you want real stuff or would you like to try this? I think you should try this. I think I should try that. See if you like it. Okay. You pour what you want. I don't even. It's super sweet. Pour just a little bit, just okay. a little snifter and we'll All see. Right. This is great. We're breaking ground today. We are. Here's the thing. I know based on my family history and my personality that I am for You're sure a dormant alcoholic. Yeah. Which is why I've never, I've never gotten drunk or anything. Um, I could see it on you when you walked in. I go, look at this you? blackout. <laughs> look at this blackout drunk, obviously. This potential blackout. <laughs> Ignoring who she really is. Okay, okay, let me hold on. Let me pour something before you do that, and I'll cheers you. Okay. I'm I'm so excited for this. Oof. What a best shitty influence. It does smell like peanut butter. Well, it is. Okay. It like peanut butter that went bad. Yeah, bad peanut butter. Yeah. That's what, that's what it's going No. What'd you do to this peanut All right, butter? Cheers, cheers. Cheers. Okay, and let's just a little sip. And let's see if you like it. Oh, I'm having some Eagle Rare. What's the verdict? That one's like the, it's not harsh. It's pretty that's light. That's actually, that's actually, I actually like that. Boom. Taylor gets a, this addicted. This is not good. Dude, but it cut, tastes cut like, to this like six like months. You're, butter. you're a blackout. Your tour is just uh, collapsing. <laughs> you, you got a DUI. Where did it start? <laughs> but this tastes like a fucking, this is very sweet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's over, it's not, it's not this really. This tastes like a nutter butter. Yeah. Drink. It does. It's not a traditional whiskey. This is like a very flavored specific. Yeah. For, yeah. It's not. Um, you can't like go order this just by itself. 
I do this for people that I do this for people that don't really want like whiskey. Oh, okay. By the way, you know who loved this? Who? Sam. Did he? Yeah, loved it. Really? Loved it. I think he had like five of them. It's a little sweet. Did he really? Mm-hmm. It's a little sweet for him, I would think, but he's sweet. He's a sweet boy. Yeah. Well, no, because I I think he wasn't. He's not a big whiskey guy, and so I was like. Do you want to try? I think he he asked about it, and I said, "Try it. It's a little, it's a little flavor." This, these, yeah, that's fun. Some of these are a little more harsh. Oh my god, that's this a is fun great. one. Wait till you. This is this is so <laughs> bad. Wait, do you? By the way, do you drive? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. No, <laughs> so awful. You're like that's actually super potent. Yeah, like that. You basically had four shots. It's Everclear. You're just <laughs> drinking pure. No, but I mean, it's it it is. This is kind of like for people that aren't. You're not a hardcore whiskey drinker, but you want like a little bit of the flavor with flavoring, which has oh, taken over okay. everything now. Like every vodka has a flavor now. That's like, it's like I saw on the shelf the other day, it was like um, peppermint and whipped cream vodka. Oh. I like, this is obviously made for high school kids. Yeah. This is, a, I mean, this is like. Did you drink in high this school? This is the whiskey equivalent of a Frappuccino. It is. Yeah. I feel like. That's a mocha latte frapp. That's like a mixed yes. drink at Starbucks. It absolutely is. But I can tell you like it. I can see you keep I mean, look, it. I'm going to be late to class. Uh, <laughs> bad. You're bad. You're so bad. Did you drink in high school? No. Not at, not at all. I, I don't think I'd ever, I don't think I'd ever had a drink until the pandemic. Wow. Is that right? I think that might be right, honestly. Is it truly because you have alcoholism in your family? Yeah, it really is. Who is it? Is it someone you want to say? It's no. on both sides. It's nice. just, it's it's not like, it. it's either grandparents or great-grandparents. Right. And then their kids, uh, you know, are are very like, we don't touch the stuff. Mom like, and dad are, no no way. Yeah. yeah. Not even like wine, like, nah. No, nah. wow. nothing. And that influenced you, obviously, to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Only, I think- you an only kid? No, child? I have three younger siblings. And they're all alcoholics. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of them are, actually. I just, I was always too terrified to even... Yeah, to get into it. I have an... Well, my dad's an addict, so uh, mm. not booze. Uh, fun stuff. Oh. Yeah, he was in a... No, skiing. Oh. He liked to go skiing. Oh, I see. Yeah. So this stuff, but this stuff is so addicting. It's 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 got it's really bad is for it? you. Yeah, it's disgusting. I mean, this this mostly I'm more concerned about the sugar in this. Drinking that, I'm like, oh my god. That well, there's is... no sugar in this, but there definitely regular there is in bourbon, yeah. but there's sugar added in that because it's that that flavor. Let's yeah. see how many grams. That's like, some syrup. Let's see. It says, uh, okay, here you go. You I want to put this on French toast. See, it is good on like ice cream. Yeah, Ooh, this would be. It's so good. Yeah. So the average like can of coke is like 40 something grams of sugar yeah is that right i think it's something like it's something it's like 39 to 40 something wow that's high this in one two ounce pour which is a little bit less than you had 114 grams of sugar what no i'm kidding oh my god (laughs) that's insane (laughs) that cannot be real that's insane no there's no ingredients on this i mean look i just believed you because i'm wasted but i got you blacked out (laughs) how it's so funny people get mad at me they're like why would you do that she really? never drank. Why would you get her drunk? That's Are people so... going to be mad? I was. No. This was very. Consensual. It was on your own. It was on your own. But I am surprised you've never, ever had whiskey in all these years. How old are you now? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, yeah. I'm 27. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be 28 in uh, next week. Next week. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah. What? How long? What? No. The fourth. Oh, oh, uh, of November. Yeah, yeah. Okay. God, that's so incredible, man. When I was, uh. 28, um, it was all going downhill. Was it? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it just was like stand-up was like in the guts of it all in L.A. And it was just agonizing. When I was here, I moved here in 06, 07. And it was like everyone, all the older comics were bullies. Mm. It was so mean. Yeah. Was, now everyone pretends they like you. Yeah, but they, they hate, yeah, but it's kind of nice. That's why New York people, yeah. when New York comics are like, everyone in LA is fake. It's like, but it feels nice. It feels pretty good. It's better you than to your face. It. They're like, fuck you. Yeah. Your jokes suck. You're like, Jesus Christ. But by the way, New York comics are fake too. Yeah, like, they are. Of course they are. I was like, well, we tell you how it is over here. It's like, no, you tell each other how it is at yeah. the table while I'm on stage. Right. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I, get, when I get to the table, you're like, good stuff. Yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah, that was great. And they like look it. at you. Yeah, no, no, no. It was very good. <laughs> Would you ever live in New York? I basically do right now. Like, but you're here too, 70% right? Seventy percent of the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I have a place out here, and I have a place in New York, and uh, we're just seeing how it goes. You're figuring it out. Figuring it out. Which one you like the most? Yeah, yeah. What, what do you do? The cellar while you're there? Yeah, cellar, Gotham. I mean, I'm. Here's the thing: is like, you're a whore for venues. You'll <laughs> go anywhere. That's what they say. You know Tomlinson. She will go anywhere. That's the name of my next special: Venue Whore. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I I honestly, like, I have been less eager to go up every single night on weeknights because, like, especially, like, now that I'm doing theaters, it's like I'm in a different city every day of the weekend as opposed to, like, oh, you get to the comedy yeah. club and you set up shop in your hotel and it's fine. And, like, it's just really tiring. And you just spend so much time on stage and on the road and then, like, you get home and you have two days out of the week that you're not traveling or anything and you're like, okay, maybe I'll do spots one of those days. Yeah. And then I'll just try to be a person the other day. And then the day you try to be a person, you end up doing a bunch of podcasts and interviews. Yeah. So it's, you know. Thanks for doing it, by the way. Oh, my gosh. So happy to be here <laughs> filling in for your first choice, Sam J. You were No, you were my first choice. <laughs> Sam J bailed uh, and I wanted back-to-back because I'm going out of town. This is the other thing. You have to oh, log no. episodes because yeah. you're like, and I actually asked you a while ago to be on the show, and we never— Did you? Well, I said I want to get you on the show when oh, we first yeah, communicated. Oh, yeah, but people say that. No, I did, though. I think you said it in person. Yeah, I did. When people say things in person, I go like, that was nice they said that. It's like, it felt but like— But I meant it. I wanted you on the show, but I also thought, I was like, I'll get her on when I get her on, whenever. Right. Because it's always, a th- like, it, scheduling these things is a nightmare. Fans don't it know. Is. Fans are like, put it out. You're like, dude, coordinating is— What we did today, I was shooting— they told me I was going to be out this time. I had to move, da-da-da. And then I... It's funny to be, like, on a movie, on a Netflix movie, with, like, big, famous people. And I'm in a small role, but, like, all I'm thinking about is getting here to do this with you. Yeah. That's how much I care about you. How about that? <laughs> Kevin Hart means nothing to me. Mark Wahlberg. It is funny, though, that you're, like... Because this is, like, the thing that we put all the... Like, the podcasting and stand-up world... It's, like, what we've cultivated. So you're, like, the other stuff... I have almost no control over. Again, I'm yeah. just a marionette in clothes and I, they do whatever they want with me and they're like, say this stupid and you do and they're like, good, get out of here, go home, you know? Yeah. But um, but the scheduling is, is but yeah, Sam Day, Sam, Sam J did, can't, you know what she said her excuse was for yesterday? What is it? Too far. Too far? Too far. From where? I don't know wherever she was coming. Obviously, oh. I, don't, I don't know if she was in San Diego. For, she was like, too far. Oh. No, she was up here. She just, uh, she said, Santa Monica maybe? She stunted on me hard. In here, we pour whiskey, whiskey. Boy, oh boy, do I love me some good old-fashioned meat. Dude, I'm a meat eater, carnivore, my friends. Butcher Box, oh my gosh. These people sent me so much meat in my fridge. It was incredible. I was very happy for it. Uh, and when it comes to meat, quality matters. You know, 
You're not going to go get meat from some dollar store. You got to get the legit stuff. And Butcher Box sources their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood, and much, much more. Look, I love this stuff. It's it's incredible. It's convenient. It's all frozen there for you. You let it thaw out. You season it. You salt it. You pepper it. Paprika, thyme, basil, oil, whatever you're going to do to your meat. Hey, you handle your meat your way, okay? Uh, but ButcherBox does give you an incredible deal. It's phenomenal. There's no antibiotics or added hormones. And each of these boxes contains about 18 to 14 pounds of meat. That's incredible. And that's enough for 24 individual meals. Come on, man. Pack fresh and ship to your door. Customize your own box uh, or go with one of theirs. Either way, you're going to get exactly what you want. And uh, let me tell you something. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members uh, a 10 to 16 pound turkey for free. Gobble, gabble in your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash whiskey to sign up. That's butcherbox.com slash whiskey to receive a free turkey in your first box. Hey, here's a daily tip. A lot of us uh, like betting on sports, myself included. Uh, you know me, when a time uh, time comes down to put the money down in March, I'm a huge college hoops fan. Uh, I love it. And let me tell you something, if you're into sports betting, you know how quickly the lines can change. They do. And when you got a lot riding on them odds, it pays to stay ahead of the curve. So before placing your bets, listen to the daily tip presented by BetMGM for the best betting analysis and information, my friend. Uh, it is uh, pretty precise and and wonderful, by the way. It gives you pretty good tips, the daily tip does. You also have to use your own smarts, your own brain sense. You know, they're not going to tell you exactly what to bet on or exactly what to do. Uh, but it is incredible. The, the entertainment uh, level of this is very... Uh, very astute, very sharp for those that are into sports betting. If you know nothing about sports betting, let me tell you something. Uh, this might change the way you feel about it because a lot can change. And they gave an early look at all the angles. Uh, Michael Jenkins and uh, Chelsea Messa and your breakdown, the big takeaways. Make sure you know everything you need to know to bet smarter. Bet smarter, not harder. That's the way to do it. Feature guests uh, like uh, bookmakers, Odyssey insiders, and BetMGM experts. You're always got a fresh take on the action. Your friends are going to be wondering, how do you know something that they don't know? Uh, and it's very fun to bet on the game, but you got to do it, uh, you know, responsibly. Don't be a fool. But I got to tell you, the daily tip is pretty incredible. If you're in, inside baseball or football or basketball or boxing or MMA or hockey or an inside sports person and you want to know what's really going on out there, uh, you got to listen. Ready to bet with an edge. Tune in to the daily tip presented by BetMGN. Listen, weekdays, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern on Odyssey, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Ginger. I like gingers. Uh, this was eight minutes from my place, which is I know, because I, I know where you live. Agreed to do it. You know, we live close. You know that? Do we? We're not going to comment about it. Here? I live very close. No, I live close to you. Oh, do you? Yeah, really How close. close. Like walking? No. No. No, but uh, I'm on the... Uh, I'm on the other side of all the stuff. Oh, okay. You got a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you going to do? You gonna Is that a... No, I'm just make asking. me feel bad? I'm just... Look, I was wrong about the kid. I was like, maybe he doesn't have a it's house. It's a half so bed, half bath. Ooh. Half bed, half bath. And <laughs> it's a communal yard. <laughs> I live on Google's campus. I had a friend that worked at Google that told me about all the perks and all that stuff. And I'm not going to be mean. But the apartment he was living in was, was like seven people. And it was like so... It was rough. Ooh. I was like, so many people live here. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, dude, but the perks on Google. And you see how they treat them. What they do is they put them on the Google bus and you get the Google meals and Google hangouts. And right. there's so many cool things on their campus mm-hmm. that they've convinced them that like, this is your life. That's how college is. It's, but I mean, they've suckered them and everything's free and everything is like top end. Like 
You can take cars anywhere. There's babysitting services. Whoa. Oh, dude, it's like, Google's like, and it's gourmet meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Really? Yeah, and they want you to take a break whenever you want. But the truth is, they're tricking you to be like, don't you just want to stay here at Google yeah. all the time? It's ge- it's actually genius. That actually, I mean, listening to it, I was like, how do I get hired at Google <laughs> with no experience? Um, how long have you, are you from LA? I'm from Chicago. You're from Chicago. How long have you been in LA? Oh, six, oh, seven. Okay, when I so a long time. Do you love it? Or is it just like, I'm here because I have to be? I don't hate LA. Okay. High praise. Do you miss Chicago? Yeah, like crazy. Really? Uh, so much. Don't you miss um, uh, Hesperia <laughs> or uh, Temecula? <laughs> I miss Temecula. <laughs> miss all the parking spaces. I mean, I'm two hours away from where I grew up and like, it's not, not really. I, yeah. I just love California. So like. I love California too. I don't like everything it's become in LA, which is like so unlivable and overpriced and it's just weird it just has become this place where it was this dream state for me yeah when i was a kid and then i moved here and it was amazing mm-hmm. in the more recent years i, I guess it's just become sad because i'm like this is so expensive and and like in such a sad way yeah. where it kind of gives a lot of sad hope to people that they can have this lifestyle here so they fake this lifestyle here mm. which is why people make fun of it of la not california but la specifically where they're like Everyone's a phony. You're like, yeah, because you have to, you have to fake it here mm. at some regard until you've made something because it's so unobtainable of a, of a city. It's it's just, I don't know. But isn't I isn't Chicago expensive? It is, but it just, but it gives you more in return. <laughs> like more snow. Just more like, um, there's a sense of community in Chicago because oh. shitty weather brings people together. Okay. In a weird way, it's like you all go through this traumatic thing together. There's no, there's no trouble here. That's true. There's what, no reason to band no, together. It's like, what do we... That's why I think there's not a strong... Like, if you go to a bar on a weekend in Chicago, and it's football season, everyone is rooting for the Bears, and it's they're all together. If I go to a bar here on a Sunday, I don't know what I'm getting when I go. I right. Mean, I, don't, I don't go to sports bars on the weekend, but when I did, it was weird. I was like, do anybody root for the, for the local teams? And nobody right. cares. Like, everyone's like, we won. And you're like, Who? <laughs> <laughs> Who's a fan here? I don't, it's just, I just think the sense of community in shitty weather places is strong. It has to be. Yeah. Do you like New York? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, but it's like an addict's paradise. Like it's, oh, it's it, yeah. to me, it's like nothing but trouble. It's like red flags. Ooh, interesting. But why, you don't need to be open 24 hours. Nothing. <laughs> I'm like my mom. <laughs> yeah. You know when your mom was nothing like. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Was she right? Yeah, she's right. She's right. No, she was. Anytime my mother said that, she was so true. When I moved here, and I was like, two a.m. bars. Yeah, my dad said that too. But he's right. He's right. Because it's it's you don't. I don't need to black out and eat Taco Bell at four thirty and fall asleep on a bus bench. No, like I've done before. I don't yeah. need. I just don't think you need access of New York is is too convenient. I think it creates. That's why anybody that gets like marginally successful, not like Uber, they leave the city. They're like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. This place is crazy. The only people that stay are like unbearably rich people. Right. Who are like, I have a $14 million two-bed, two-bath by the park. Right. That's sad. I guess, yeah. It's just too, it's to me, it's like I, that's, you, it's, I love that city, but I think it collapses my balance of life because I go there and I want to eat and drink all day, all night. Mm-hmm. I have no control. Right. And here have- you have some time. Well, I just go, you got to drive there. You have to go home. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, you're like, I have to go back to the house. Yeah. I do miss my car a lot. I like driving. Yeah. So it's night. Nice. Like, I just don't, I don't like being. You don't like the subway? 
You don't like poop and pee and fights and guys doing backflips on the pole? I like the subway like at night at a very specific time, like at like 9 p.m. The opposite of what I think you'd like it in the middle of the night when it's like the most threatening for some reason to me. No, no, no. 9 p.m. is like early. Yeah, early New York. Early evening. Yeah, for New York. And like it's not as busy. I got on it like four one day and I was like this is are we where are we going <laughs> it's not good like it was I was not a fan of that um but yeah I just and you're it's so loud down there and you're just like you not headphones at like every New Yorker <sighs> I do but I got I gotta start doing like these I gotta start doing like the Cans, noise canceling yeah for sure yeah that's in what the I earbuds start. is even noise canceling like the airpods or Don't whatever work. doesn't work with New York New York is so loud it's what I'm hard. saying is it's a city where I love that I'm scared. I'm just yeah. scared of living there because I'm like, this is too much access to bars and late nights and hanging out. And it's just, it's too convenient. Yeah, if you're trying to regulate your moods, like I am, <laughs> uh, that city is not great for it because you're just kind of all over the place all the time. And like one day you're like, this is incredible. And then like the next day you're like, I, I'm going to jump off one of these buildings. Like it's, <laughs> there's just no... In between, right. for a week, you're just like, yeah, that's where I'm at. Like, that's why I love Chicago. Mm. Chicago's like a tiny, cleaner, um, a little bit homier New York. Like, it's okay. more of a mom and pop shop. Okay. I'm in Chicago next week. Where are you going? Where are you? Uh, the Vic. Love. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm playing the Chicago Theater in February, and I couldn't be more scared. It's really? 3,600 people. Oh, you'll do it. So many people. It's a lot of people. We're going back on the 21st to do... Another couple shows. So. At the Vic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who do you take? Uh, my buddy Dustin Nickerson. Oh, I know. Yeah. But I don't know. But you don't know? Not well. But Oh, I do. he's from San Diego. He's yeah, very funny. But I know who he is. Do you know what I mean? But we don't know. I don't know him well. Yes, but you don't know him personally. Yeah. Kind of like us before an hour ago. Yeah, but now we're best buds. But now it's totally different. I got you liquored up. Now, yeah. I mean. I'm so proud of me. <laughs> and you. Actually, you know what's funny? I was like, well, I'm not going to have her have a drink. And then I thought. Maybe she wants me to tell her to have a drink. Yeah, I like the way to try things. It, you yeah. know, it's Sam. I had never, I had never had a drink. I think until the pandemic, because once we were in the pandemic, Sam was like, "I'm gonna make a Manhattan," and I was like, "He's like, you can try mine." I'm like, "Just make me one," and he's like, "All right." And he's like, "Do you really want to?" Like he was like excited. Yeah. And he's like, "All right, I'll make it like sweeter for you," and I was like, "Okay." That's nice. Yeah, you know. And then like the only other time I did, I had like margaritas with like a friend like a couple friends of mine because one of them was like going somewhere we were like celebrating something and it was it was the closest I've ever come to like feeling any different and it was just like the edge of tipsy I think Uh. and for the next week I thought about doing it again by myself and I'm like this is not that's great. No, yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, swim out there, man. Water looks nice. Wait, but no drugs ever, right? No, just weed. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. So do you smoke weed, weed? regularly at all? No. I used to uh, take an edible every night to sleep, and then I would uh, vape. Um, oh, so you smoked weed. Yeah. You were familiar. That wasn't like a once in a while. You were doing it regularly. Yeah, I was doing it regularly for a little while because my anxiety was just like so bad, and that helped for a little while. And then uh, like a year ago, I did those. I did some tabs. Hmm. Some like edible tap, the ones that dissolve in your mouth. Oh, right, right, right. Um, and I'm like I, acid dip? No, 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 no. So funny. Me. You're like, have an edible. And then I took acid. <laughs> but 
But I did like too many of them, and I guess, and uh, I passed out. And it was like during COVID, and it was like the first time I've been on a plane. And I was like, oh, I'm, I have it, I'm dead. And I uh, woke up, and Sam was calling an ambulance. So it was Holy not shit. great. No boy, no. Anybody involved. So then after that, I was like, I should probably just like cool it on the weed for a bit. Um, and now I'm just like kind of worried about getting high, which sucks because like during the pandemic, there was probably a month where I got high every night starting at like 6 p.m. and would just fall asleep early. Oh my God, it was so nice. Would you write it all? No. No? No, no work. We, were just, we were just watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Great show. Eating pasta and like getting high. I just, I that was the best part of the pandemic for me where Should I hit a wall, a pain wall, yeah. and I had nothing to do. And all day I would, you know, try to fucking think of Instagram posts and ways to keep this train going and what, what what can I write that would be funny on Twitter? And then once like 6 p.m. hit, I was like, let's get high on edibles <laughs> for the rest of the evening and feel different. And it was great. And you know what? Sometimes you need that. You do. No, honestly, you do. You have, I, I, I think you need some kind of substance in your blood sometimes to change the way you feel because but that's why I said, did you write? When I used to smoke weed often, I loved writing while I was on it. Most of it was trash. Mm. Yeah. But it would get me to write, and nonetheless. And you'd poke one idea out that you were like, ooh, that could be used. Interesting. When I so what I would do is I'd write a bunch of bullshit. It was yeah. all terrible. And then I would sober the next day, look at it and be like, Oh, I know what I wanted to say here. I could take a piece of this and put it into something else. Yeah. And it usually didn't work anyway. But <laughs> but still, but you have but to But I wrote. But I wrote. But I did it. Yeah, because during the pandemic, I wasn't I mean, nobody everyone was Nobody like, was writing during the pandemic. That idea that people were was really annoying. People were like so you annoying. Gotta, you gotta write. You're like, no, what do you when? Where? Yeah. Not stand up. You can write other stuff. Sure. But I wasn't doing Zoom. Did you do any Zoom shows? Kidding me? I, no, I couldn't do it. Couldn't, couldn't do, do it. it. I don't want to be a dick about people that did to make a living because it's a way to survive. But I was like, I'm impressed with people who did. The, my soul hurt. It. My soul was like, I didn't do. I I never even tried one because I did a Zoom, like a Zoom meeting for something. Like a you know, for even that I was like, this is a fucking the worst. Yeah. The only Zoom that I would do was sometimes for the Patreon. I would do like Zooms with fans. Yeah. And that was super fun because we would just talk shit and drink together on the show. People would smoke on the show. It was great. It was just kind of this free-form nonsense. There wasn't like a I'm on stage. It's like everyone was talking. And that was so... That became this like really fun thing to do. But the Zoom corporates, I... um No, I... No. Yeah. I did a corporate recently. um, And I don't really get... You do corporates, don't you? Not really you seem, anymore. You seem, Sometimes I do. Yeah, you seem like you could kill a corporate because you're relatively clean. You know, not corporate clean. Not even. I mean, the last corporate I did. Well, you're not uh, legion of skanks. No, they're not getting asked to do a lot of corporates. No, probably not. But I mean, you're clean enough in the idea that you're not a you're not a filthy. I wouldn't by I no could. means call you a filthy I, comic. I could do a corporate. The last corporate I did, I did with Nate Bargatze, where, thank God he went second because I was like watching old like Conan clips. I did going like, <laughs> is this clean enough? Let's try to remember <laughs> some stuff because what I'm talking about right now. Even yeah. the stuff that's clean is like a little dark. Like I don't think that's gonna go over here in this ballroom of people who don't believe in COVID, um, but still couldn't invite the amount of people they wanted to to have this event. Uh, and yeah, I just I don't know. I just every time they bring those offers to me, I'm like, ah, I don't think I'm right for this. Like it's tough. Dustin, who opens for me, Dustin like is very clean and crushes everywhere and can do anything and anytime they offer me corporates 
my agents. I'm like, you know, there's like a guy very close to me that could do this way better. so easily right. and That's way better. And yeah. like, they'll be so much happier with what happened. Yeah. Instead of me like trying <laughs> to act like I was, because you know, I was doing churches till I was like 22. And at a certain point I was like, oh, I can't, can't do this. Anymore. Did you ever tell a filthy joke at a church where you're no. like, oh, come on. Never. It never, never. slipped. No. You no, never no, no. tried tried some shit. I got fired from opening for a big church comic because I tweeted something with innuendo in it. Like, Can we know who it is? Uh, who the comic was? Mm-hmm. I mean, the comic is, uh, he didn't fire me. I think his team fired me. And they were very nice about it. John Chris. It wasn't John. No, no, no. John was actually the only other person when I was coming up in that world that was like a young person doing stand-up in like churches. Same age kind of type, yeah. Or no, no he, he's, he's a little bit older. He's yeah. older than me. Um, but that was like the ne- when people were like, well, we want, so if I couldn't do something and they were like, we want somebody who's like younger, like whatever. I'm like, the only other person is John Chris. So who fired you? I want to know. Uh, I was opening for Tim Hawkins. Should I go fuck him up? No, look, they have homeschooled look, fans. Taylor, they have. You drink children. on my show. I'm gonna fight T- Tim Hawk or whatever the fuck his name was. He's very funny. They have, but they have like children in their audiences, and I, I got, I understood, mm. but it still made me feel bad, like because I'm like a good kid, you know. Like you I never do did seem like wrong. a really good. Kid. I'm a great fucking kid, and <laughs> so to feel like, oh my god, I got fired. Like I didn't do a good job, and again, they were very like, we think you're very funny. We just. It's just not like what did you tweet on brand? It was a joke I did in my Conan set where I said, You're "Like uh, Jews are yuck." <laughs> like, Jesus Taylor. <laughs> no, I nine eleven was gay. I was way. I don't. It wasn't like over. It was innuendo. I was like Jews rhyme with something. <laughs> that is fuck. Um, what did you say? No, I did a joke on. That ended up on Conan. I tweeted, uh, "I'm a wild animal in bed. Way more afraid of you than you are of me." And they like saw it, I guess, and they were just like, "We can't, we can't have you That's out with us." And I crazy. also think, I also think they had been sent a video of me at like flappers that I didn't give anybody permission to post, where all I said was like, "You know, when someone's like being a dick, like," and somebody somehow found that and like emailed it to them, like months before that and was like is this the kind of comedy that you support <laughs> and to their credit they did not they did not fire me then i think they were just like we just want you to be aware of it and i was like all right i'm aware of it that's a little much i mean look it's the everyone these this is language mm-hmm. and i never understood that about like the idea just because you believe in the lord which my, many my grandmother is remarkably religious mm-hmm we're like we living together before we got married. Everyone, she would be like, yeah. like she was grossed out by <laughs> was it. Was she relieved when you got married? No, yeah, because she thought I was gay. She was always uh, <laughs> my little rag. No, but she it's just she was so religious and so inundated with it. But the idea that she was like in love with the church never really. She didn't transfer it over into like language. Mm. Right? We come from blue collar people. The way that my uncles and they, the way we talk over the holidays. It's not religious, but my mm. grandmother's very religious. Mm. And so it was just like, I, that's what I grew up with was, well, you go to church, but you also say fuck a lot. Mm. It's like, that's, that's like an Irish Catholic, like nobody really. Right. You're supposed to not say much in front of the, 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 the moms and the yeah. grandmothers. You shouldn't. 
But it is a part of the culture. Where like say your fucking prayers. Like, yeah, you, say you know? your fuck. Go to fucking bed. That's <laughs> it. Just is like a thing that is. I never and I so as I got older, I never said like just because you love God and believe in the Lord or whatever you believe in. What does that have to do with dirty language? I never got that. I mean, if there are kids in your audience and parents, hey, I mean, whatever. Fuck them. I guess. <laughs> so bad. I totally, I totally understood, but it was, and it was a, it was a big moment for me in terms of like, called my manager and was like, I cannot do any more churches because they want you to be that all the time. Right. And I just, at a certain point, I'm like, I feel dishonest. Like, I don't know if I believe in this and. Yeah, because you're human. Yeah. And I, I don't want to trick anybody and like, I can do what they want me to do, but it's more than just, can you do this gig? Like a corporate's like, can you do this gig? Can mm. you do the jokes that would be appropriate for this situation? A church is like, are you us? <laughs> yeah. Are you what yeah. we want? Are you are you one of us? Are, are you us? And like, are you going to make us laugh in the way that we want to, but also be the person that we think you are off stage and it's very easy to disappoint that's tough. that world and that's why i did not want to uh build my career there well such a, okay so look since you said you're such a good kid mm -hmm. did you ever fuck up did you ever have not these one time i don't think like did um, you ever have something you really were like holy fuck i can't believe i did that that was a bad i was that was like a really unsavory thing in my life you're as a young adult or are you just squeaky clean like all the way through? a bad girlfriend to people, probably. Ooh, that Is doesn't that, count. That doesn't count? No. Did you ever steal? No. Never stole. Did you ever have such a bad lie that it really hurt people? No. Fuck. What I are really, you? I don't really... I don't know. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> we need you to do something bad. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm very suspicious of other people. I'm Ooh. very... I have, like, a very, like... Your sus meter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. Are you I have real. I have real bad trust issues. Why? I think Papa. You know, I think like a lot of different reasons, but like you grow up religious. I mean, my mom died when I was a kid, and like that part of I think that makes you go like, well, I don't really trust anything now because bad shit happens. And also, like if you grow up in a world where they're like, we'll pray about it and it'll be fine, and then it's not, and you're like, well, I prayed about it, and they're like, oh, sorry, we, you know, <laughs> like it, you like don't trust God, and then you don't trust your feelings about religion, and then. You know, if people lie to you and I got cheated on in my early 20s, like there's a lot of different reasons, I think. But uh, was that your falling out with God when your mom died? I I think maybe. I mean, I was eight, so maybe it would have been. But I just remember when I, when she died, everybody was like, well, we're going to see her in heaven. It's going to be OK. We're going to see her in heaven. So weird. And I just didn't feel that way. And I was like, oh, my God, I must be a horrible Christian because I just don't feel like that's going to happen. And I don't know. I don't know why I don't feel that way. And then I just spent years trying to be like a good Christian and believe stuff. And at a certain point, I just couldn't yeah. anymore. Like once once I was doing stand-up and I was really like in this world and I met a lot of people who I was like, oh, you're just an atheist and you're also like a good person? Okay. I didn't know we could do that. Right. You know? A couple <laughs> like, of Bill Mars later and you were like, that's it. Yeah, I'm I didn't know. I'm not believing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we could all just go like, I don't know what happens. Let's get dinner. Like, I, I didn't know we could do that. I thought we had to figure it out. Right. So. It is interesting that phrase, you'll see someone. They do that a lot. They do. I hear that in my family, stuff like that. Grandmas and grandpas like, we're going to see him again. Um, What if no? I know. Heaven could be big. Let's just say heaven's real. Mm -hmm. And you get up there and you're like, fuck, they were, they were right. And heaven's so big that you're like, I'm looking for my mom. And they're like, no idea. Ooh. I don't know how to find her. 
you have to go on this big hunt to find your mom. How exhausting. I mean, I feel like you're pitching a movie right now. I am. This is pretty good. Are you Pixar? Is it? <laughs> is this a Disney movie? It does feel like a Pixar movie. Yeah, And it's just though. called Big Ass Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Keenan Thompson. He's got to be like, he's got to be God. Welcome to Big Ass Heaven. <laughs> I just think the idea that, you know, it's this perfect little world is, in the afterlife is so strange that you're like, what are you pitching me? That I'm going to get everything I've wanted when it's over. I, that was my whole argument with my dad for for years was always like, this is it. Mm. This is it, dude. Like, yeah. if you're living to die and you're living for what the afterlife might offer you, you I promise you'll be let down. Even if it's exactly what you wanted, it mm. will let you down. Right. Because you just gave away all this other shit. That I never understood. This is all the things. I promoted the book Some on here before. Some. You know that book? S-U-M? Mm-hmm. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. I'm going to get your address. I'm going to send it to you. It's just, it's just, it's just uh, very clever, different outlooks on what the afterlife might be like. It's a comedic take to a degree of like, you know, how, how it, I'm sure it's not what you want it to be. Mm. And this is probably it. I bet this is closer to what you think it's going to be than what it will end up being. Yeah. My thing is like, we just don't know. Like, yeah. why are we trying so hard to figure it out? None of us are going to figure it out. Yeah, it'll be too late. Like, believe whatever you want. Yeah. Really, believe whatever you want. I hate that I grew up terrified of hell because like you think that like, was what it was, kept me in Was it, it like, um, was it that like you do this stuff and you're going to hell? Was that always in it your brain? It was like, you just don't believe and you'll go. Whoa, shit. It was like, if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to hell. And so I would like, obsessively like OCD like ask Jesus into my heart every night as I went to bed every did he ever get into your heart I don't I don't know I never felt it but I was like I'm asking was that that relationship you talked about where you got cheated on with Jesus that was it, yeah. he was around and then he I'm disappeared like he was in, I found him in someone else's heart <laughs> I walked in on him in someone else's heart this I was would like crush, oh this is where you've been this would crush in a church by the way this fucking just <laughs> lighting up the rafters the organ player was like losing it <laughs> <laughs> it is the, I just think I was always inundated with the idea so it's just uh, this idea of like what's next I was like I don't fucking know I want to know what I'm trying to balance out Tuesday and Wednesday yeah that, that was always my thing I could never get ahead I didn't have foresight like that mm-hmm. future shit was so scary I was like what are you a space person I'm this is the week I'm in right now yeah we'll figure I was an ad I had an addict thought when I was a kid where, you know, in the attics, they're like, one day at a time. That's me as a kid. I was like, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about Sunday and Monday. I never had I never had that kind of good foresight for some reason. That's just why I needed to I needed to get away from all that stuff. But I do think it adds value. I've talked about that. I do think people shit on it. They poo-poo it too much. And I'm like, hey, man, people. some people need it. Yeah. And it works. And it keeps them away from whatever else they could end up doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and also I think some people are like really cool Christians or whatever who like you almost don't even know. Like some people are Christians like a shirt from Target is a shirt that doesn't look like it's from Target. You ever like find a shirt at Target and you're like, this looks like it's not even from here. (laughs) That's like how Dustin is. Where like Dustin's technically a Christian, him and his wife are Christians, but like you forget because he's just like a cool normal guy. Yeah, Yeah, just like reasonable, Mm -hmm. not like... You know, I don't want to say anything. We all know negative about religious people, but like, just like a somebody who has beliefs that I could see myself 
adopting if I was that type of person Mm -hmm. or even like, who knows, later in life, I don't know. But just a very grounded human being who's like, this is what I think happens. You know, like that, that's what I think religion should be is just, this is what I think happens. This is my personal feeling about it. Um, I don't know if I'm right, but that's what I think. Yeah. And not putting it on someone else. Yeah. So do you not have, are you, so you're clean of murder and kidnapping. Mm -hmm. You've never done anything like that. Do you not, do what's, what's your vice? Like what's your shit? Um, I mean. What are you a sucker for? What do you, what do you Like a serial monogamist? I don't know. Yeah. That's, is that anything? No. No. All right. That's all I have. (laughs) That's all I had. You're a penguin. I'm a penguin. No, I mean, I was like, I would like date people right after the other and like break up with everybody after like almost exactly a year. And I'm like, that seems like an issue. Maybe you just like patterns. Maybe that, yeah, maybe that's all. (laughs) You're so right. Maybe I just like patterns. Maybe I need to take a sewing class. (laughs) I love a pattern. But you don't have a thing where you're like, I do this irresponsibly. Nothing. Spending, Mm. eating. You don't do anything. It's pretty remarkable to not have any. The reason I'm saying that. I was like a binge eater in uh, in like high school. Were you a fat fat kid? Yeah, I think I was like a chubby kid. Mm. Yeah. No, but not like a fat, you know what I mean by fat kid. Like people in the group. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. She's our fat friend. I wasn't like, my doctor wasn't like, you're technically obese. But like, yeah, I was like a chubby kid. What was it? What did you eat all the time? Oh, I would like not, what I would do is I would like not eat all day. Because I would like wake up too late. Because I had insomnia and I'd been up all night. And I slept for like two hours. And then I'd wake up late. And I'd go to school and I wouldn't eat all day. Because I was like, you know, when you don't like your body, you're embarrassed to eat in front of other people. Then I would just get home and just like eat whatever I wanted. And then, you know lay on the floor until my parents got home and then we'd all eat dinner. And then you're like... Oh, okay. you'd eat before. You'd eat You'd mm-hmm. eat dinner and then you'd have dinner. Well, you come home and you're like alone after school <laughs> and then like your parents get home and they're like, we'll have dinner now. And you're like, totally, dinner. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm ready for dinner. I'm starving. Yeah, yeah. A lot of microwave popcorn bags. Remember those? Like oh, it's yeah. crazy how many microwave popcorn bags I ate. But popcorn's not that bad. No, it's not when it's like... If it's in like a... A bag and it was like air popped and there's sure. like olive oil on it. Like that's so different than like the crushed bags oh, that yeah. expand in the microwave and have all kinds of toxins on them. Yeah. That make it taste that make it taste like butter would taste <laughs> if it was a cartoon. <laughs> if Disney made butter, if that's di- what goes in the bag. <laughs> we made butter. <laughs> it's gonna kill you. Pop 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 pop. <laughs> It is true. I mean, I used to, yeah. I mean, I used to have, I was skinny as a fucking rail and big, huge fucking ears. Mm. Like, it, you know, and orange. It was just like all the things. Yeah. And you're like, poor guy, you mm-hmm. know? But I never, I always had, uh, my eating was never the, th- like I had friends that had, they would eat, they would do shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I never had, because I never had a sweet tooth. I never had any of that stuff. We'd, really? Yeah. And you know what's funny? We had sweets all over my fucking house. That's so interesting. Kelsey Kids and I... Kids would come over to my house. Kelsey and I have talked about that. Kelsey Cook had, when she was growing up, had a candy drawer at her house. And so she mm. and her... Yeah, they were just like, we yeah. didn't really like feel the need to like gorge on candy or anything because there was just a drawer and you could we get it whenever. Drawer. She's like, but friends would come over and flip out. Oh, fuck. We were the coolest. Yeah. Yeah, people would just be like, you have a candy drawer? I'm like, my mom. My mom, because my mom always has loved sweets. And she just likes to have a couple of little things here and there. But we always had such an abundance of bullshit around my house. Like Swiss Mint, little Debbie rolls. 
You know the Oh little, my god, yeah. Oh, she loved those. Cowtails. My mom always loved having cowtails. You know those? Bull, I don't know bullseye. What I, some people call them bullseyes. They're like caramel with the white uh, oh, stuff. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, just, oh, just shit. We always had shit. We always had cookies, like black yeah. and whites or sugar cookies. My and dad also, used to freeze Snickers bars. Fuck. Yeah. Your dad knew what he was doing. Yeah. So did your mom, did your dad remarry when your mom passed mm-hmm. away? He yeah, did? 10 months later. Is she cool? R- what, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quick. My mom died in August. Their wedding was in June. So this is why. You are the way you are. Mm-hmm. It's part of it. <laughs> certainly, is she, certainly. A was she cool? Were you cool with her? Yeah, she's a nice. She's a nice lady. She's like. She's listening. She was such a. Honestly, she's like, kind of a badass. Like I, still kind of don't get it because she was like super hot and like rich and like just a super successful like realtor. Is your dad with, a like, babe? Ha- yeah, I guess. He, yeah, my dad's like a handsome guy. And but he had four kids. I'm like, I don't care how handsome you are. You got four kids yeah. under ten. Like maybe he played the sympathy card. Maybe he's like, my wife is. Dead. No, I don't think he did. I think it was. He's just very like suave. This dude. My dad's got. Some, my dad can sing. Oh, he, he's got. Game. He's got like a Broadway voice. Oh yeah, my dad's got. Can he dance? Voice. Yeah. This guy, of course, he can land anybody. Yeah. Sing, dance, handsome. Yeah. And four kids, and all of them are normal, quote unquote. I mean. <laughs> It's at that point. I Does guess. anybody have a limb missing or something? Oh no no no! Okay. I mean, they're all. I don't know what you meant by normal. <laughs> you gotta say. No, I have, just meant complete children. You know. Yeah yeah no everybody had all their all their parts. <laughs> 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 There's a family with one kid with missing part, and they're like, they're talking about us. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> no, I think of the same thing. My stepdad moved in with a, you know, with me with my mom, and I mm-hmm. was like, why? And my mom was is, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, even still, no matter how hot my mom was, I still couldn't imagine a guy being like, I don't want this fucking little redheaded shit bag right. from somebody else's ball. Yeah. Fuck this kid. Now imagine four. I know. But at four least girl, some girls would be good. How many girls? I guess. But yeah, there was, I mean, there are four of us under 10. I think my baby sister had like just gotten potty trained or like maybe, maybe my dad might have potty trained her before we moved in with my stepmom. Just to make sure that was can't shit on the carpet. That was covered. Place. Yeah, we can't do that. She's already got two dogs. So she was I balling. Mean, she was. Oh, rich. she's balling. She had a boat. She did looked. Did she had a she, boat? When my dad met my stepmom, she's still very beautiful. She looked like Celine Dion with bigger tits. Like truly, I. She came to school to pick me up once. I think with my dad and my friend. I was in fourth grade. My friend goes, "Why is Celine Dion here?" Like R- she was yeah, like yeah. it was like that. Yeah, yeah. Celine Dion with huge tits. Yeah. That's what your friend said. Why is that's big boobs? I couldn't believe it either. Did you ever I was have like, a moment? Kara, what are you doing? <laughs> she has her tits out. She's like, "Come on in to the band. We go now." You're like, "Why are you talking like that?" <laughs> Did you ever have a moment where you hated her? Oh yeah, we didn't get along for like years. We didn't get along. Yeah, because we're just so different. Could not be more different than my biological mom. Like, yeah, still like such a bad. But like, not super. Uh, not super traditionally maternal, if that makes sense. She was like honestly more of a role model mm, than a like a mom is like how I think of her. Where yep. I'm like, man, like the the work ethic I have now is absolutely in large part due to her. Um, as is my workaholism, <laughs> and that's your vice. By yeah, the way. and she got us like well, she got us way healthier. Yeah, honestly, maybe, but you can't. I mean. I, you seem like you work a lot. 
Yeah, I work a lot, but I live with Sam, so I look like I'm on vacation all the time when I'm at home. Because he's because he's a psychopath. I mean, he's that's a workaholic. That's right, like next level. That's why everyone respects him so much, myself included. Well, he's got a lot of. I mean, he's Jewish. That's another. That's another yucky point. You know, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why he has to work hard. Yeah, those people. Just... You know how they are. Which it's so funny. There's like uh, how easily this can be ripped out of context. Yeah. And you hear what he said about Jewish people? Oh, this and is... limbless people. I'm. You think I'm not over here making the right face for them to screen grab? <laughs> I'm over here going there like go. every time you say something Black people. that I definitely don't agree with. There um, it is. There it is. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I think I do think I work a lot. I think I've been better about being more balanced because I just don't think it's worth like the expense of being working at the expense of your mental health. And I really like hit a wall with all that before the pandemic where it like got really bad and I had to like start canceling shit like last did minute. Did you have a, a mental breakdown? Yeah, a little bit. And, uh, you, did you really? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I just wasn't on like medication and stuff. I didn't know what I was dealing with, uh, mental health wise. And like had a few, had a few times that I was like, I have to cancel everything for like a month. Like I have to cancel everything for the next three weeks. Like I just physically can't, I have to, you know, and then there's all these, you try to get on this antidepressant or that antidepressant and then they don't work. And then you're like, fuck this. I don't want to start taking things that make me feel bad. I already feel bad. Like I'm just going to run and eat a lot of spinach and I'll be fucking fine. And then you get like three weeks into that and you're like, oh, there's not enough spinach in the goddamn world to fix you. Mm -hmm. Then you go back to therapy and then that's not quite enough. And so then you try another uh, medication or whatever else. And, uh, you know, I... It's a work in progress. It is a work in progress. I had... I was engaged when I got the Netflix special and then while I was preparing for it, uh, like blew it up. And so I was like dealing with that like as I was going into my Netflix special and that was like a shitstorm of a summer. But it's what like got me on like mood stabilizers and stuff because you just hit a wall where you're like... Engaged to be married. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Someone I know? No. Um, I don't know. A comedic person? Uh, comedy adjacent. Mm, You might. You might know who... I I don't know. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I know I'm saying in the... You don't need to say... Oh, you... I think... I feel like... You asked me about he books shows, and I think you asked me about doing his shows. Actually, Jamie Masada. <laughs> you were going to get married to the Laugh Factory. That's owner, what it Jamie. was. That's what it was. I'm going to marry Taylor Tomlinson. You know her, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> be so great. No, but right. So the engagement falling apart was part of the mental collapse. Yeah, but it was. Bef- I was not doing well before that too. Sure. And you know, it was just like every six months you'd like work yourself into the ground and lose your mind and have to cancel a bunch of stuff and not know what was going on and then go, well, that's never going to happen again. <laughs> and I don't need to get on any sort of pills. I'm fine. I just need to be better at, I just need to have a morning routine. Well, and, ba- but props to you for acknowledging and, and doing something about it. Because honestly, like all this chatter that's going on about athletes and mental health mm. Is finally getting acknowledgement. It is really funny. I mean, people just are like, you're a clown. You travel and tell jokes. How tough is your bullshit life? Yeah. You sound like the voice in my head. I know. That's also my dad. Well, I just said it to myself. That's me <laughs> literally saying out loud. I'm validating how I feel. <laughs> no, but I th- we've all been through that thing. And I, well, I've talked candidly on this show about it. But like, uh, yeah, I have it in spades. And um, 
I think nobody cares and nobody cares enough to think that we're like them in that regard that you're like, what do you suffer from, dude? You I think know. you really have issues? Your life's great. You sell a fucking theaters, Taylor. Fuck yeah. you. That idea is so incorrect and it's so unfortunate. It's the same way when somebody's like, you're a millionaire athlete. What's right. the deal? Uh, fucking, what's the Olympia, the gymnastics? I can't think of her name. What the fuck is wrong with me? Simone Biles. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, what do you mean you can't perform? It's like, just that. Yeah. That you can't. Sometimes you're like, I don't want to fucking do this shit at all. Yeah. And you worked so hard that it's not like you're bailing because you're weak. It's because you're, you physically are like, I don't want to feel this way. Yeah. But then sometimes you push through it. Oh, yeah. And you do well. And then everybody's like, wow, that was great. And you're like, I really pushed through it. It's like how you used to get credit for pushing through like a cold or a flu or like whatever, Jordan's flu game. And now people are like, don't do that. Take care of yourself. But like, yeah, there's plenty of times where I've had to just like nut up and go on stage. Shut and, up and nut up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Where you're like, I'm actively crying and they're introducing me. And then you just go out and you do it. And sometimes it even helps. I know. That's what's so yeah. unfortunate about it though. Sometimes when I deal with the demons, it works even better. Like yeah. your beginnings of stand-up when you're super anxious, sometimes you crush when you're anxious. I know. And you're, when I was nervous when I was young, sometimes I had phenomenal sets and I'm like, what am I? I'm in a fuck. I'm in like in the, in the perfect little valley of jokes and everything was working and swirling yeah. and yeah it's you have a fight with your partner you go on stage you don't know what you're coming back to and you're just in the flow of it <laughs> just just oh. finger gunning just lasers coming out yeah. of your hands yeah, it does you're like i don't know what's waiting for me on the other side of this 15 minutes but, but I am i'm very present i'm inside of it right now <laughs> i am deep it's a, i know it feels it feels like you're cheating the system a little bit because you're like i should pay more attention yeah but it is hard, right? But that's what I feel like all these athletes are getting steamrolled for the way that they feel, talking about how they feel. You know, they're like, shut up and play football or shut up and play basketball. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's uh, it's nice that those years are over with. But for so long, you'd hear that. And you're like, don't have an opinion. Don't tell me about how you feel. You get paid too much to X, Y, Z was always right. the thing. But I said, these are fucking people. And the more, the more athletes I become friends with, the more you learn how people they are. Mm. It's There's so much more people than you think. In fact... <laughs> I think we're less people than they are. You know what I mean? Really? In what way? Because comics... You find out how people they are. Oh, they're people as fuck, dude. Some of these athletes are people, dude. Just because I think they're closer to reality in a weird way, because they're extremely talented at this game. Yeah. Um, and they know they only can do it for a limited amount of time. Right. And they don't... And it doesn't... Not to discredit, it's just like our little stupid world... Like, your life is kind of your thing, and your mm -hmm. thing is kind of your life. Where for them, it's like, I can play my fucking ass off in basketball and train, and then when it's done, I get some time to kind of be me and live my life. Your life is this thing. This yeah. is, you You are, this is it. So yeah. there's a weird no balance. It's like boundaries are fucked here. So fucked. You know, like, did you, like, when you started dating Sam, mm -hmm. did you guys didn't want to tell anybody about it. I didn't want to tell any about it, anybody about it for uh, a minute, but we didn't, it wasn't that long. No, it wasn't, it wasn't, I'm just saying Oh, no, like, wait, no, it was a while. Yeah, I didn't want to. Because he told me you were dating and I had no idea. You didn't know we were dating now? No, no, no. Well, a while ago. Oh, a while ago. I thought he just did the podcast for some reason. No, 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 I know, but we had spoke a while ago oh, and I had while seen ago. him and I didn't know that you were dating. Yeah, no, we're not, I mean... During the pandemic, we were super public. We were like, yeah, did a web series and all that shit. Um, but whatever happened to that? I mean, the, the vaccine you came do out. Something with it though. 
No. What were we gonna do with it? I thought you guys were gonna put it put like a go somewhere with it. Didn't I hear that you guys did something with it? I think we did a bit about it. There were there were like a couple places that reached out to whoever's agent where they were like, Would you wanna do and we were like, No, that sounds horrible. (laughs) It would have been fun. But then we did we did a a sketch. We did a few sketches about like what that would look like if we did that. Yeah. On Instagram because we were like, that's so fucking stupid. Let's make this into a reality show. How funny if it was a huge reality show and it became a fucking smash hit. I know. Were... It's, God, the absolute worst. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't think we like the shove reason... it down anybody's throat. During the pandemic, we did. Yeah, but I mean, the reason I'm saying that is because we are li- there are no boundaries anymore. No. In our thing. So when people are like, what's for yourself and we don't give them everything, it's like, well, that, bitch, I don't want to fucking give you all the shit all the time because it's hard. That's why you probably thought I had a kid. Right. Because it's like I try to keep my own little world as much as I can control or I like to make up scenarios. Like when we do me and Bobby's show, oh, I make up so much stuff. Do you really? Yeah, it's fun because it's like, I what did, fuck, they don't deserve all of it. Right. They already get a lot of it. So nobody, so nobody knows anything about your wife? No. Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, they do. What, like, do they know what she does? 648 pounds. No, like for a living. Oh. You, yeah, think of a lie. Make something up. She's a taxidermist. Oh, that's fun for you. Uh, for her. So great. she can keep you forever. Right. Just in the living room. Yeah, yeah. That's my. That's Mark Norman. Hey. <laughs> uh, no, just because it's like you need some preservation of privacy. Right. You know, yeah. if you to me, if you if you live too much for them, it's like then they're gonna fucking then they get all of you. Mm. Like, yeah. Didn't I give you enough? It's like when you do after the show when you do meet and greets, which are it's great to meet fans sometimes, but. And fans want to really like dig in deep, and you're like, Dude, I, I just gave you a show. Right. I can only say hi and what's up and thank you, and I appreciate you. Yeah. Then after that, you're like, I don't want to do another show. I have to do another show, show. Yeah. I don't even know who said that to me. A comic said that to me, like Jay Moore, somebody years ago was like, doing meet and greets after the show, just so you know, when you start getting real fans, it's another show after the show. Yeah. And I had no idea. I was like, well, when I start selling tickets, I'll figure it out on my own. Yeah. And then you do, and you're like, fuck, it's a show. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a grind. But, but we appreciate the fans. <laughs> Thanks for digging in. Um, you've got to go to Dynasty. Yes. I appreciate do. having you. This was, this was wonderful to learn more about you. It is kind of nice to get like a shape and a feel of who you really are versus the person that I see do stand up. Right. Did it? Do you think uh, I hate you? This helped. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. This feels like it went. I liked you before. The wrong I'm, direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before I met you, I liked you a lot. Yeah. I mean, likewise. Again. Now I you're just, a real stinker to me. Now that I know there's no kid. <laughs> well, you're a drunk. How about that? And I just well. <laughs> you're a fucking alcoholic. <laughs> um, all right. You're on tour. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, this is out Friday. So this weekend, are you anywhere? Yes, I am in Chicago the uh, on the fifth, but those are sold out. But if you are in Chicago, I'm back doing two shows on the 21st at the Vic. I'm in Atlanta on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, those shows are sold out, I believe. But Sunday is not um, at Center Stage, I believe. And then uh, the week after that is like Columbus and D.C. And you can uh, get tickets at ttomcomedy.com. ttomcomedy.com. Mm-hmm. Good site. Thank you. You can't go to taylortomlinson.com. That's a who is that's that? a car company. It like redirects you to like Tomlinson Motors. If anyone knows who those people are, we tried offering them money years ago and they, they said were like, no? no. Yeah, it was like years ago. So maybe I should try again now that 
But ttom.com is pretty great. Is it okay? Uh, I mean, it's, it's quick, and I, rem- I just remember T-Tom Comedy. It's got a nice, like, T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-